Yeah, tell us a joke. It's more of a riddle. Tell us a riddle. Okay. The person who built it sold it. The person who bought it never used it. And the person who used it never saw it. Hey, welcome. Episode number four. Today is Halloween, so we're going to have a lot of Halloween-themed fun today. Uh, matter of fact, I'm here with Jonathan and Kara. Jonathan, get us started. You've got some trivia here we've been working on that, uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm stumped. I don't have a clue. Read it to me. All right. Well, the person who built it sold it. The person who bought it never used it. And the person who used it never saw it. What is it? I have no clue. No, the person who built it sold it. And this is Halloween themed? Correct. And in any type of movie, cartoon, this person who uses it is a bad guy. A toothpick. No. Close. It is made of wood. Hmm. The person who used it never saw it. It's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to know their apparel? Yes. They wear a cape. A vampire. Um, but what? A wooden stake? A a vampire. Oh, a wooden stake? No. The the person who built it sold it. A coffin. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What are you talking about? You said it with big teeth. (laughs) The vampire. vampire. Well, that's what when he said that earlier. But I was like, but that doesn't make sense. A vampire. Oh, I'm thinking a coffin. Oh my goodness. Okay, a coffin. Uh, Thank you for getting us started on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys got any Halloween plans? I do not. Really? Your kids are out of that stage, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. My my oldest one or my youngest one is 18. So yeah. Trick or treating days are over for them. Jonathan, what you guys doing? I'm pretty sure we're going trick-or-treating uh, downtown Buchanan this evening. Everybody lines up on Main Street, and we go get candy on uh, at the houses on Main Street in Buchanan. Cool. So let me ask you this. you got little kids. Mm-hmm. Is this the first of you guys been trick-or-treating up to today? We have. We probably hit 52 trunk-or-treats this okay. weekend. That's my big beef. It's like Halloween has turned into like a marathon holiday like Christmas was. Right. As of today, this will be our fourth time trick-or-treating. And so we got to have multiple costumes because you can't be a, a blue Power Ranger all four times. Sure you so, can. So now we've got to be <laughs> blue Power Ranger and Captain America. And I, we got more candy than we know what to do with that. I would love to have one of those dinosaur costumes. Uh, the, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I would love to see you in it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Should we'll, make that happen. We'll have that for you guys next time. <laughs> Athlete. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm done. I, tonight, I feel like we've already had Halloween six times, and I'm just, I'm ready to be done with it. So, but speaking of Halloween today, we've got a little bit of trivia for you guys. How you guys feel about Halloween candy? Well... I used to like Halloween candy, but now that I'm gluten-free, it's a little different. Watch you, big candy eater. That's two negatives on the same same line over there. Um, No, I'm I'm a Twix and Kit Kat guy, really. That's about it. 
Twix and Kit Kat. Okay, here's what I want to do. I've got the list of the top 10 candies for 2023. Okay. And I want to see if you guys hmm. can get all 10 of them. Okay. So I if think we can do this. Just, just right off the bat, tell me which ones you think are on there. Reese Cup. Oh, well, Kara came out, <laughs> came out swinging. Reese Cup number one. I'm going to have to go with one that you hated or love it. Candy corn. Yes. Candy corn is number eight. Okay. Snickers. Number 10. M&M's. Number two. Ooh. What the world? <laughs> Skittles. Skittles number four. Twix. Twix is not on the list. What? Yeah. It's blasphemy. I still love Twix. Yeah. <laughs> Kit Kat. Nope. What in the world no is wrong with our society yeah, today? Did we, Hershey's bar. Did we say Hershey's bar? Uh, I'll you, so Hershey's, Hershey Hershey's mini bars oh. and Hershey kisses. is okay. Number seven and number nine. Okay. So you've got seven, eight, nine, and ten. You've got one and two and four. So we've got three, five, and six left. I'll give you a hint. None of them are chocolate. Oh, I got one. Okay. Do you have one? Maybe. You go ahead. Jolly Ranchers? No. Sweet Tarts? Good one. Mm, no. Oh, no. man. I used to always get Sweet Tarts when I went. Um, oh, I know another one. Go. Wait, I'll let Jolly No, go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking. I don't eat candy. Starburst. Starburst is number six. Boo. What were those nasty little kind of like chocolate caramely things like in the orange and black wrappers that I feel like nobody ate, but oh, you got taffy. a lot of? Yeah, it was a taffy. I don't know what, what their those? name was, though. <laughs> yeah, it was a bl- just black wrapper. Yeah. Or like an orange. You might yeah. get an orange wrapper or black yeah. wrapper. Nasty candy. Licorice. <laughs> All right, 15 seconds. Twizzlers. Nope. Um... One, one. I think you will. You may get the number three. I would have had no clue. Mm-hmm. What? What about like almond joy? Nope. Oh, you said it wasn't chocolate. Gosh, let me think. Mm-hmm. Peppermint patty. Time's up. Spreeze. Last guess. Last guess. What'd you say? Spreeze. Spreeze. A spree. Yeah, it's What's like that? a sweet tart. Kind of like the sweet tart. Yeah. yeah. But they're bigger. Okay. <laughs> Mentos. I don't know about that. Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Werther's original. <laughs> I like the, uh, How we keep going. Yeah, yeah. We are 30 seconds in. <laughs> uh, number five was Sour Patch Kids. Uh, I thought I thought maybe you could get that one. The one that I wouldn't have got is Hot Tamales. Number three is oh, Hot Tamales. Yeah. That's a 90s and 80s. Candy. I know. But no, this is 2023. This is what was has been bought hmm. this year. That's I'll tell you when, for up. some reason, Almond Joys seem to be very controversial. I love an I Almond Joy. I love an Almond Joy. But, yeah. man, I, uh, several kids in our marathon Halloween thing, they picked the Almond Joys out and gave them to me. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. chocolate and coconut don't go together. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, nasty. that's amazing. A little almond treat in the yeah, middle. Yeah, coconut Ew. and chocolate and almonds. Oh, oh, dude. So good. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take your candy. We know who needs counseling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mental health predictor. What kind of candy you like? <laughs> All right. Cool deal. All right, guys. So moving on here, we've got a letter. And so for those of you that don't know, uh, I, I coach a lot of small businesses. I coach a lot of agents. And I just thought this would was interesting to put on the podcast because I get questions like this a lot. And I think it would be really beneficial before I even respond to this email um, to get y'all's take on this. It's small businesses, and, and we'll stick with the Halloween fear-themed uh, topic. 
But getting into small business, it is, it's no small feat. Like there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm going to read this and I'd love to, to just get your response on this. It says, hey, coach, I uh, hope this email finds you well. Recently, I found myself at a crossroads in my career. Uh, I couldn't think of a better person to turn to advice for advice. I'm wrestling with the idea of leaving my stable nine to five job to pursue my dream of starting my own business. Uh, while I'm passionate about this new venture, the fear of failure and the worry of looking foolish hold me back. I can't shake the fear that I might not succeed, and worse, I'll end up regretting my decision and looking foolish to my friends and family who always seem who have always seen me as a responsible, risk-averse type. I know there's no easy answer to this question. I'm sure many of your clients uh, have faced similar dilemmas. How can I overcome the fear of failure and the fear of what others might think to pursue my, my dreams? What advice can you offer to someone who's standing on the edge of this significant decision? I look forward to hearing uh, more inspiring stories and lessons in your upcoming episodes. So, well, let, let me throw this to you guys first. What what would your initial response be to somebody that wants to start their own business? But I, I think these fears are, are very real of the fear of failure, fear of rejection, you know, the fear of just the unknown uh, and looking foolish to somebody when when you've you've made your identify identity as somebody that is successful and responsible. Uh, what do you guys think? You want to take it? Um, I can start. I think having measurable goals, um, writing them down, just having a plan so that you have something to kind of check in with to make sure, you know, you're meeting all those goals and sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good, um, a good starting point for sure. Um, just knowing that you are going to fail. You have to learn. So, I mean, if you want to take an example of Bezos and Amazon, I mean, he he literally colored Amazon on a piece of paper and put it up in an office when he started selling books. Now look at him. So everybody laughed at him. Everybody made fun of him. It's going to happen. If you're doing something outside of the box and taking those risks, which being your own business is a risk. So... You know, you have to go against the grain sometimes. And I think if you have your measurable goals, it's one goal at a time. And make sure that you're 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 looking at them every day so you can remind yourself not to be complacent. Yeah. To keep keep striving when times get rough. Yeah. So so to this agent or, or small business owner, whichever it is, um, what I would say, Kara, I, I think exactly what you said is spot on. You've got to have measurable goals of what you're going what you're going to do and where you're gonna take this. Um, what do you guys say to the piece about, I guess, the unknown or the fear of looking silly to, to friends and family? How do you, how do you put that aside? Because there is, you know, I think the, the statistic in, in real estate specifically is like 87% of agents don't make it past, uh, maybe the the 10th year. Um, that's, that's only a 13% success rate. So how do you get past that? The fear of looking silly to other people? I use it as a driver. You know, it's one of those things that nothing's going to make me feel better than to show you that I can do it. Just because you don't think I can do it doesn't mean that I can't do it because you're coming from a place of fear yourself of what if it does go wrong? What's going to happen? You know, those family members, I was told the same thing. It's really hard. It's really hard to get in there. You know, it's it's going to take not a lot of people are very good at it. That's Okay. I'll figure it out. You know, I wanted to do it. I'm passionate about it. And now they all come ask me for information and 
expertise on anything. <laughs> so it's just uh, put your head down and drive and, and do it for the reason why you got into it, whether it's to make your family life better, you know, financially more fit and secure, or just having that, that passion to do, be well at something that you enjoy or do well at something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Kara, what would you say? Um, I agree with him. I think, you know, a lot of times when someone doesn't believe that I can do something, I just use it as a challenge and I'm like, oh, I'm going to show you now. Yeah. So, and, you know, not everyone might have that personality, but I think, you know, it just comes to like, you ju- you just make a choice and just line up with it um, and just have no regrets. Just give it your best and, you know, don't worry so much about, you know, what everyone is saying. Just focus on the positive of it, your plan, and just go all in and don't look back. Yeah, I think my advice to that would be you've got to shift. You have to intentionally shift your mindset. And instead of being worried that you're going to fail, go ahead and look forward to the failure. Like when you get into it, knowing that you've got to fail to succeed and and looking at that failure as a stepping stone to tell you, okay, I put everything I I had into this, like you said, and then if I, I'm going to learn from that failure. And I think that's a big piece of you. If, if you did everything perfect, then I would say that you're probably not risking enough as far as, you know, what, what it's going to take to succeed. So I think that the fear of failure, you've got to have the mindset shift what about the, the fear of being rejected in new business, um, whether it's from your family and friends or if it's new customers? How do you overcome that fear, Jonathan? Just educating yourself. I feel everybody has to fail. You have to fail in order to progress. So the the fear of it is if the big picture in the long run. How much better is it going to feel when you're finished failing because you've You've gone through all the failures. You've learned from them. You've become more of an expert of what you're trying to do, what you're trying to build. And I don't know. I may have a, a, just a different mindset. I I know that I'm going to fail. Um, goes back to what you said. If you're not failing, you're not progressing. You're not trying to be better. You're not taking the risks that are going to be way more rewarding by not doing it at all. So. You have to have haters. You have to. You have to have people who don't believe into you. That's that's going to give you part of your drive. Yeah, proving them wrong is a, a big piece of that. Carol, what do you think? Um, talking about fear of failure, fear of rejection. What about the the fear of the unknown? How do you overcome that? What would your advice be to this person? Um, kind of like you know our first episode. I think we talked about um, looking to, towards the future with hope. Yeah. Instead of fear, I think it's just changing your mindset and just really not focusing on that. Just try to focus on the positive and just knowing that you're going to make some mistakes. But and if you're not making mistakes, you're not growing. So just knowing that you're going to make some mistakes and just learn from them and just keep going forward. Yeah, I agree. Always moving forward. Always I think moving that, forward. That's a, a like great how motto. I put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the plug. Didn't you do that on purpose? But hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I, what I've done, I've, I've I put out three things, and you guys have hit on so many of these. Um, but I'd love to hear your reaction to my, the three points that I made to respond to this letter. Um, Kara, you hit the first one 
measurable goals. You've got to have a written plan of what you're going to do. I think that's important. Uh, and then I, I would say you've got to know your vision. Like, why why are you doing this? Why do you want to quit your job? What What is the end goal? You It don't it can't just be because you're excited and you want to try something new. We talked about being bored. I think on one of the other episodes, like it has to be because you, it's something that you love. It's something that you can be the best in the world at. And you're going to have that passion to get past the obstacles of when things become, uh, become tough. And then I think the third thing that gets overlooked a lot, um, is having a support group of Mm -hmm. having people around you that are like-minded that think bigger. Um, you are who you surround yourself with. So, being around other people that want to grow and and the conversation that you guys talk about is usually uh, about moving forward and about growing instead of, you know, talking about the good old days or, you know, trash talking and gossiping and doing things. So who you surround yourself with matters. Those are my three top. Would you guys agree to those? Do you have any other input on, on what you would say back to that? I love the spirit of competition. I think it's it brings out the best in everybody. Um, I feel like you need it in order to be a small business owner. I mean, in, in our business as well. I It keeps you going in those lazy moments. It keeps you going in those stagnant moments or where you feel like you've hit a plateau and you want to progress. You know, it, it's it's not a bad thing for you to mirror your competition to try to get a better understanding for what's making them successful as well. And maybe you can tweak a few things. So that's me. I, I pull it all the time I, and it can just be from generalized conversation. So that's when I worked at the Glebe in Botata County. I mean, that was the, all of those people were very wealthy and they all had knowledge of some sort that I used to just listen to them talk about their, their life and what they've been through and everything. And some of those things have helped me in certain situations throughout my life, whether it be real estate related or family. So I think having the, the spirit of competition, I mean, that's, I have it with you. Yeah. I have to have it. If I, if I'm not, I need to go somewhere else. So, and I, I like being able to lean on other people as well because Kara may know something that I don't. I'm going to pull from her and you as well. So it's just going to make me better. Kara, what do you think? No, I agree. I think we covered a lot of good things. I think seeking advice and mentorship, um, just surrounding yourself with um, people that, you know, can educate you or just help you be more confident in what you're doing. Yeah. I, there, I'm trying to think of the exact words so you guys might help me out. It's, you know, you don't do anything alone. Uh, Basically, you can't succeed by yourself. And the lone wolf that that thinks, okay, I'm going to do this all by myself. There's a there is a ceiling on on how far they can go. And so whether it's just being around like minded people that are going to drive you and help you with your mentality um, or it's you figure out, hey, this person does something really well. Uh, and, and I could start to leverage some of that off. And when you're thinking about it, being a small business owner, you've got to think, I cannot do this all by myself. Uh, I can't wear all of the hats. And so you've got to start thinking about, okay, how, how can I improve my life? How can I improve my business by using and working with the other people around me? And so I, I think building relationships and networking, um, is a huge responsibility. So, um, any other takes on that before we move on? No. 
think so. Jonathan, uh, you have a list <clears throat> in front of you. <clears throat> and I'd love to hear, as you've been avidly reading, wh- <clears throat> what you've got going on in front of you. Uh, it was just part of my ADHD acting up. Um, <laughs> on a random email about the seven most haunted cities in North America. Let's hear it. So uh, we have, and I'm not sure if these are ranked from one through seven. Okay. But um, it's North America and not the United States. So the I, entire North also, America. Yes, okay. that's correct. Got it. Um, top of the list is New Orleans. Then you have Savannah, Georgia. Then you have Cambridge, Ontario. And then uh, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to say it's Guelph, Ontario. Guelph, Ontario. If anybody's listening in Canada, please, please let us know how you're supposed to say that. A. A. <laughs> so it's G-U-E-L-P-H. Um, I think Gulf is probably right. The, the alternative would be gulp. Yeah. You know, the English language is pretty complicated, <laughs> so when you start putting the H together, I don't know if it's an right. F or, you know. Right. Salem, Massachusetts, um, San Francisco, California, and they harped on San Francisco because of Alcatraz. Yeah, sure. Um, and then a place called Toronto Island in Ontario. But the, the Gelf was uh, very interesting because of the apparent mass graves that they have underneath a particular parking lot and wow. a particular road. So. Mm-hmm. Um, some lady in a white dress will walk you to your car in that parking garage, apparently. Wow. I'm all about that. I would love that. Oh, not um, me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> I mean, if, if somebody could tell me, like, hey, if you show up here and a ghost is going to walk you to your car, I I would love that. Like, you I, would? Yeah, what would be? Serious? I mean, no. I, I just think that it would be an experience you would never forget. I think I could do without that experience. <laughs> I'd probably want to go there instead of like a Salem, Massachusetts, where there was witches. Yeah. So I, I, I could probably take that. I mean, you got to think like there's nothing violent. She's walking you to your car. That, Supposedly. I mean, that's that's a pretty friendly ghost if I was going to pick between that and the violent ones. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> I've seen too many scary movies. (laughs) I don't trust it. Are you a scary movie watcher? No. Okay. If you said yes, I was going to be very surprised. Yeah. No, I'm not. I do not like, I don't like scary movies at all. Are you you a scary movie watcher? I am. Yeah. Me and my oldest daughter, uh, one of her favorite scary movies is It. Oh my God. The the original It? It, All of them. She has watched all of them. Okay. And she watches uh, Ghost Ship. Which was like a '90s movie, where yeah. you know the abandoned ship out that had a whole bunch of gold on it, and this guy, the ghost, actually goes and picks people up to bring them there to give sacrifices to. Oh wow! Yeah, is she is she not scared to go to bed at night? Like after y'all watch that stuff? No, I mean she's she's a little angel, but she loves watching things like that. I, it's just my little Madeline Rose. Hey man, that's, that's funny. Well. I, I I can I don't think I've watched a scary movie since the Saw movies. If you if you put them in that category, I guess it's more gore. I, I think the last like Friday the Thirteenth. Now let me see. I was in college and we went to see that. I think that was the last time we went to see like a true Halloween scary movie. I'm just not yeah. didn't do so much for me. 
We so we were never allowed to watch any of that stuff in our household. So like if there was a slumber party, uh-huh. that was the only time we were able to watch something like that. I remember going to a slumber party. I think I was like fifth or sixth grade, and they were watching The Shining. Yeah. And it was terrifying. Yeah. Well, that terrifying. is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was like my first Valid. movie. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that kind of just did me in. <laughs> I was like, no. My upbringing was a little different. Yeah. You know, when I was a teenager, my parents allowed me to watch Pulp Fiction. So, I mean, that's, yeah. it's just one of those things that didn't really matter. Jonathan has shared with us on several occasions some of the things that he enjoyed in his younger years. We we can't talk about them on the show. But <laughs> it's not that kind of show. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap up our Halloween edition podcast number four. Hey, Kara, uh, what did we talk about today? Okay, we talked about Halloween. We talked about candy and some haunted houses, and a letter from someone who was, you know, had a lot of fear of starting up his small business. Very nice. All right, guys. Well, enjoy your Halloween. Uh, check your kids' candy, I guess. I don't know if that's still a thing. Make yeah. sure you don't get any drugs or needles in there. But remember, no matter what, what you're going through, remember to always move forward. Have a great day. <laughs>